This is episode 334 of the Girls Gone Wad podcast. Today we're chatting with our friend, Will Lanier of OutWad and the Out Foundation. We love Will. We talk about him all the time. He is our favorite. You're going to hear a lot from him today, but we don't want you to miss out on the chance to qualify for the West Coast Classic in March of 2020 by signing up for OutWad's Out in the Open Leaderboard. It's just $10 to enter, and the top seven RX men's and top seven RX women's finishers will qualify to face off at the OutWad Championships at the West Coast Classic in Del Mar, California. We know what you're thinking. No, you don't have to be a member of the LGBTQ plus community to enter. Everyone is welcome. Everyone, everyone, everyone. And registration is open now through the end of workout 20.1. All you have to do is sign up at, grab a pen, I'm waiting, ready? All you have to do is sign up at www.iamout.org forward slash open and kick ass in the 2020 open workouts for a shot to qualify. Again, www.iamout.org forward slash open. Here we go with the episode, our favorite human in the world, Will Lanier. Okay. Okay. I love you. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So Will, welcome back. Our favorite person. Whenever I say like my favorite human, I really mean that. Like we really do feel like you're our favorite human. You are the best human out there. Um, uh, so you agree. You think you're really pretty. <laughs> Just kidding. You're so sweet to me. <laughs> this is great for my, for my self-esteem. So we can have a call every week. Yeah. Okay. Hope. Awesome. Let's do it. Um, so I, I want to start with how you feel like the CrossFit games went, cause you guys had such a big presence there. And can you tell listeners kind of how that came to be and exactly what happened during the games for people who weren't at the games? Um, what that was like for you guys? Well, it was insane. Alyssa, who you had on your show earlier. Yeah, me. when this when your episode's co- episode comes out, the her episode will have just released like a, oh, a week a couple weeks ago. So yeah, she's she's amazing. She's amazing. So she has been our rock for the last couple years. Um, I met her actually a few years ago uh, via email because we reached out to her or to gyms in Seattle to host an outlaw, and she was like, uh, First thing, I'm not going to host an outlaw with you because your website only has hot gay dudes on it. And I was like, all right, then. So there's my first task to edit our marketing a little bit to be more inclusive, which was, like I said, a couple of years ago. So we started being able to uh, implement some more inclusivity, not just in you know the work we do, but also in the in the marketing we put out. So that was my first interaction with her. But then since then, we've become really great friends and she's been a great ally and um, a really great supporter of the foundation. And she reached out to me. She's like, hey, do you want to do something at the games? And I was like, like what? <laughs> And she's like, let's do a workout on site. And I was like, okay. She's like, I'll make it happen. And she did. Uh, we got a call from uh, Jeff from CrossFit. And he was like, let's do this. Here, Here's the emails of everyone who needs to be involved. And you're going to do a workout under the Jumbotron at the games. Oh, and I was like, so cool. What? Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> and like, I, the, the more I'm learning about Alyssa, too, is if she wants something done, it's going to happen. She's just no BS. It gets done. Yeah. yeah. Well, she doesn't flower anything. She's the perfect human. Yeah, she's a great person to bounce ideas I mean, off. She's okay. like not going to blow smoke up your ass. No, she's not like, at all. Yeah, she's and I, and I value ugh, that in her. So great! What a great person yeah. to have on your in your corner. Yeah, yeah. So that's how that all came about. But you know, we went to the games in 2018 where we had Greg Glassman at our happy hour. He announced the trans inclusion. They donated ten thousand dollars to us, 
And it was a really big moment for us. And I was like, oh, cool. We did a thing at the games. That's it. And then this was like, oh, shit. Now we've got to like really step it up if we're going to be able to do this, you know, on site. Like it can't just be this happy hour we host. It's got to be something bigger. So we put together the T-shirts and the fans and the tent and the the fans were genius. Whose idea was that? For listeners, they put together these fans that you could hand out a genius because it was so freaking hot. You hand out a great fan with all the outward information on it. It was perfect. It was genius. to be clear, like like a hand fan, like yeah, like a little hand like fan, a, not like a big ass fan. Not yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be nice. We're not that rich. Um, that was Dan's idea. Dan is our PR guy. I love Dan, and I lean on him for everything. <laughs> As we were just talking about before we started recording. No, so it was it was a lot, and you know the whole team came out. We were able to to be there thanks to a huge donation from Kettlebell Kitchen. They literally covered everything for us: flights, hotel, or not hotel, Airbnb, you know, food, everything we wanted. They were able to cover it as a as a big donation to the foundation. So you know we couldn't have done it without them. But yeah, you know the minute the day I well, when was our workout? It was on Friday. I walked onto the games floor. No, Saturday. Walked onto the games you know site and. It was like 8 a.m. Nobody was there. It was like everything was getting set up and they already had our our logos out. Yeah, like the, the banners around the banners. area where you guys were going to yeah. do the workout. So it was kind of like, you know, the, those um, barriers to kind of put like a square yeah. around where the workout was going to be. It was all out wide banners. And it had a rainbow on it. And I was like crying. I'm like, it's I 8 o'clock. You can't be crying. But like yes, crying because the visibility of the rainbow flag, it just means so much seeing a rainbow flag to, to, you know, to the LGBTQ community at a space that's very, you know, traditionally bro mm-hmm. to see that they were not afraid to put a rainbow out. And we were the only vendor who was allowed to put a color on their barrier. Why? Um, what do you mean? So when CrossFit prints them all, they're like, it's got to be black and white. But I was like, do you mind if we put the rainbow? It's kind of our thing. Like, and, do you do you know who we are? <laughs> yeah. I was like, you can put it's not going like, to work. kind of our thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was like the rainbows are thing, and they were like, "Yeah, you guys can, but just know that our, you know, our policy is no color." So I was. They treated us. They have been treating us so well, and have really put their money where their mouth is when it comes to inclusion. Um, I like. I thought I was saying the praises of CrossFit, you know, before, but you know, it, every year it gets better and better, and every day I feel like that we work with them. Oh, anyway, fangirling um, CrossFit. Yeah, and then the, um, you know. On the note of the banner having color on it, you really did bring the gay to the games. <laughs> we did. Which was my favorite. Was that Dan as well? Uh, that was my idea. Thank you. Yay. Much. Okay. Well, go, well, go. Well. <laughs> I do have. That was so good. I loved it. We bring the gay to the games. And then, okay. So then you have this event set up and then you're like, mm-hmm. we need to have more events. So how did you kind of package all these events together so that you could have like a whole weekend of fun? So we did a play off of the gay agenda which it's always been something that people use kind of as a derogatory term, but like lately people are like making, making light of it. Yeah. Um, so we put together Outwad's big gay agenda for the CrossFit games, which included, you know, our don't be an asshole talk, our happy hour, our workout on site, our workout off site, which we promoted the hell out of. And that was also my idea. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> Dan, which one? Big, Wait, which uh, one? I know. The big, Dan, gay, agenda, the gay, the big agenda. gay agenda. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Dan so, is so funny. By the way, uh, uh, not to jump ahead, but we, you know, we did a put uh, a uh, we did a call out for questions, and Dan's response was, "Did your whoop tell you that 
can't do. Did your whoop tell you that you're rested to do a podcast? And we'll have to explain what that means. But it was. (laughs) He didn't even write one on ours. (laughs) Dan. Oh, Dan. Okay. (laughs) So, yeah, we did the big, the big uh, Outwads Gay Agenda for the CrossFit Games. And we're going to do it again next year, which, you know, we're already starting to plan now because hello, 2020. Oh, my God. It's like, yeah, right here, right now. Super not ready, guys. Super not ready. The Open, it starts in a month. I'm like, I'm sorry. No. Uh Uh-uh. That's incorrect. I think all CrossFitters are starting to feel that way that we're just like, I mean, yeah, it's still so soon. I haven't yeah. even done the Open in two years, and I still feel unprepared. I needed yeah. like that extra four months to prepare Same. myself to, yeah. I've been overwhelmed know. by CrossFit. Well, yeah, I texted our graphic designer. I was like, hey, I need the Open Plus um, logo for 2020. He's like, okay, I can start working on that in December. I was like, no, girl, it is in like, I need it tomorrow. <laughs> He's like, what? Why? And he owns a CrossFit gym. And he like, <laughs> awkward. Yeah. And you're like, like, I hate, oh, to, tell, I hate oh. to tell you this. The open starts in like a month. Yeah. It's like, don't you do Friday Night Lights? What's going on? Who wants to tell him? So I did. So we'll have that launching soon. <laughs> what are you guys doing for the open? Um. So two years ago, we launched something called the Open Plus, which was basically our way of creating a leaderboard for everyone. It was before the trans inclusion announcement. So we wanted to create an open where everyone could compete as the gender they identify as or as the gender they are and not have to be put in a category where they don't identify. So we basically took gender out of the open. So we would pull open scores from the 20, what year was that? 2017 open and um, put it into a leaderboard of our own, which was a lot uh, of fun. Um, it was also, it was a really cool experience. We got to, you know, meet a really great group of humans. I think we had like almost 300 people participate in 2017, but it was a really cool way to see Dave Castro's programming and how genius it is. Because even when you take gender out of it, the scaling is still, steel. oh my God, I'm in Texas, been here too long, is still. Wait, please don't tell me that they say steel. <laughs> steel. Oh God. Yeah, it is. There's a lot of Texasisms. Okay, great. Leave them in because I love it. <laughs> anyway, his programming is super great because no matter what gender was competing, if we took gender out of it, the scores were still very compatible as far as skill level goes. So your top, you know, women athletes were, uh, you know, neck and neck with the top men athletes, and then you know, down the line, you were seeing equality throughout, no matter what gender. So that's a big shout out to Dave Castro and his amazingness when it comes to programming. And then last year. After the trans inclusion ban was lifted, we still did the Open Plus. We had over 600 people from like 20 countries participate, and we were able to add all of the scaled options because we took it directly from the CrossFit uh, leaderboard. Um, it, we use it as a huge fundraiser for us. So I think last year we raised 50 grand from the Open because there's a big fundraising component for it. Um, and then this year we're continuing that process and elevating a little more because every year you got to do something bigger. So you guys are first to hear about it. We have the Outwad Championships, which will be in March uh, at the West Coast Classic in Del Mar, California. But the way to qualify for that is to be to participate in Open Plus, which will be, again, hosted by us online. And it will come from your Open scores. So top seven uh, men and top seven women will be um, invited to compete in the Outwad Championship Heats of every workout at the West Coast Classic, which is going to be insane. Insane. So good. Okay. So West Coast Cl- West Coast Classic, is that... Sanctioned event? Thank you. Yep. Is that a sanctioned there event? There is. Okay, great. It is. I'm begging CrossFit. So 
Greg, if you're listening, hey Greg, to, <laughs> exactly. We would love to be able to have wild card spots come from our heat in that competition Ooh. to to then guarantee that at least two LGBTQ folks will be at the games competing. I like it. Greg, yeah. are you Greg. listening? That's really cool. <laughs> if, I love it. If Greg's not listening, I feel like someone who could text him probably Just is. text him right now. Just shoot Just him a text. Just text him right now. There shoot you him go. a text. Hey, Greg. Hey, Gigi. Give out what a, give I out totally what a, yeah. it, <laughs> You what? I totally emailed him about it. Yeah. Um, totally I don't know who checks his emails. Obviously, he doesn't. Um, <laughs> I want to be that level. I want to be like at the ugh. level where someone else checks my emails. Right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that would be ideal. Mm-hmm. Getting there. Um, okay. Speaking of outsourcing your um, digital digital work, let's talk about how you quit Instagram. Let's talk a little bit about that. Oh, God. <laughs> How's it going? I quit Instagram. I just took a break because um, it is still there. Everything is still there. I just don't have it on my phone. Yeah, I was getting... Um, I read a book recently, so we'll start there, uh, called Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport. Um, yeah, we did a, um, I feel like we featured that book in our newsletter a couple months ago. Yeah, yeah. I, remember you, I remember talking about it, Claire, because yeah. I remember us kind of going, Dis- digital minimalism. Digital minimalism. <laughs> it's a lot. But I heard about, about it. Yeah, we so talked bad. about it. And if somebody, if anybody's listening and you guys forgot about when we talked about it, if you listen to the outside podcast where they interview him, the author, I read the book. That's and, where it was. Yes. Yeah, I listened to the book and I listened to the podcast. You can pretty much glean all of the major points of the book from this podcast episode that is on the outside podcast. And bonus points, it's done by someone other than the normal host of the outside podcast. I don't like he, the normal host of the outside podcast. I don't love. He's a little monotonous. But Anyway, so if you are interested in learning more about digital minimalism, then you can go to the Outside Podcast. Outside Magazine does a podcast and um, search for this episode. I love that. I need to find that. But yeah, I read it, I guess, a couple of months ago. And I was like, oh, this sounds really great. You know, the big points are, you know, making social media work for you, not you work for social media, because that's really what you've become is you've become, you basically work for them, right? You get them money from ad clicks, you get them money from all these things. And what they bring to your life may be not as great as what they get out of it. So making it work for you and making it do what you want. Whereas right now, and before, you know, you post a picture, you're like, how many likes did I get? Did I get enough likes? Did I use the right hashtags? And you're like, why? So it's been like in the back of my head. This is the same why? thing. Why? Yeah. Why? Yes. Why? This is the same thing that came from when I became a vegetarian three years ago. I thought about it for a long time and finally just like did it. So this was in the same vein. Of, Are you still a vegetarian? I am. Fun fact. Fun fact. So yeah, I read that book. It, it kind of put some thoughts in my mind about what social media was. And then I guess it was around Alex Smith coming out that I was seeing a bunch of posts of support for him, but then also like a bunch of brands being like, had no idea who he was prior to his coming out, had no idea what CrossFit was, but then we're like, we support you, which surface is great. But I'm like, you're literally using this guy for to like elevate yourself. And I'm like, I am over this. This is not bringing me joy. I'm Marie Kondoing Instagram out of my life right now. You mean like they were reposting it or reposting yeah. it? Like we're so proud of him. And and yes, hands down, like, please. Yeah, be there's proud no of. question there. But right. I get what you're saying when it's like, where were you before? Right? Where were yeah. you the last 12 years? Yeah, where were you the last nine when right, like, we've been here fighting the A- good fight to make yes. sure that I get it. Yeah, CrossFit is inclusive. You know, I'm just like, and I don't want to like be mean about it or like sassy and like, but I'm like, 
Yeah, that's just gross. <laughs> I totally get it. I get that. Yeah. Don't lie, Will. You do want to be sassy. Well, I mean, I'm forever sassy, which is probably why I'm still single. But um, did you hear that, everybody? <laughs> Relationship status: single. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Follows me around. I love you so much. I love you. If you weren't single, or if you were single. <laughs> Oh, no. That's very true. All right. So <laughs> moving on. So you just thought this feels icky and I'm done. Yeah, it's icky. I'm done. Okay. So are you, but you're still on with Outwad. Outwad still has a channel. Yeah. Outwad, the foundation has a channel. I will return to Instagram. I just need to figure out how I want to use it for me and not for everyone. Because it was a time suck. Like I posted, I was like, it's a time suck. It really doesn't bring me any joy Posting stuff just for the sake of posting stuff is boring. And if people really want to be in contact with me, they can. Like I have a phone. It my literally my cell phone number is in my signature on my professional emails. So send me an email, I'll reply to it. You now have my cell phone number. So if you really want to talk to me, if you really want to connect beyond like the superficial like button or slide into my DMs, literally call me. I will answer the phone. I'm not that millennial who is scared of phone calls. <laughs> so was it that alone or were there more things just in general in the, in the space? Like was it th- that was like the straw that broke the camel's back when you saw all these people kind of being like, okay, now we'll support. Right. I'll explain. That was a straw. Yeah. 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 Like I don't want to see this. And like selfishly for me, I was using it as a crutch to feel connections with people that I probably wouldn't have connections with it in real life. So mm-hmm. I'm like, is this a valuable connection to me? Or do I just like seeing that person's name pop up on my Instagram, knowing I will never have a conversation with them? Right. Like, what's the value? Yeah, it's such a tricky thing to navigate, I feel like. And especially because you have another account, too, like without Wad. Well, Carly handles all that. Yeah. She's the queen of... Even, yeah, I don't think I could do, I don't have, I have a personal one. I never use it because I'm like, I can't imagine doing two. Like I can barely manage posting on our page because it just. See, and I feel like it's easier for me to do, to have, be more active on my personal because like Girls Gone Wild, like I can, it's easier for me to have, I spend more time on my personal because I'm a lot more selective Mm. about what I, you know, who I follow on what I post, even though I actually follow more people, it's more just like people that I personally know. Right. And so I spend way more time on my personal and then like just hop over to Joy and Claire once in a while to post something if like something catches my eye. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, it's just so different for everyone and it's, I, but I, I was just really curious to hear you talk about it because I know that it's probably something that the majority of people have considered at one time or another, like, mm-hmm. why am I on social media? You know, like I know in that the digital minimalism book they talk about you know like the new counterculture like is not being on instagram that you know a lot of teenagers are starting to kind of rebel against the the social media culture and it's like kind of becoming the new not like the cool new thing but like it's definitely more of a millennial and even gen x thing at this point Mm -hmm. and it's sort of like okay what are we all doing here and i think you know we can tend to kind of roll our eyes a little bit and be like, oh, you know, kids today, they just are on social media. It's like, actually, it's us. It's millennials and Gen Xers. It's moms. It's like everyone. When my mom starts liking stuff on my Instagram, I'm like, okay, it's time. Like, same happened with Facebook. It's like when she started getting on Facebook and like being super active, I'm like, all right, this has jumped my age group shark. Move on. And it's funny you say that because my little brother, he's 20 and he only has Twitter and Snapchat, but he does not have Instagram. He does not have Facebook. Um, They don't do that. He's like, Super young kids. So interesting. Yeah. I'm excited to see kind of how it how it evolves. But um, let's jump over and do some questions, shall we? 
question. Okay. Can we start with the uh, whoop topic? Because uh, we need to come <laughs> back to that. So Dan says, does your whoop say you're rested enough for this interview? <laughs> so, okay. So when we were at the games, you bought a whoop, which is like I the first friend that like tracks all your stuff. So like the whole weekend, Dan was making fun of you because he's like, what does the, oh, you're tired. Does it just tell you when you're able to go to sleep or how long you slept? Like, he, like the data that comes along with it. He's like, oh, it tells you you can work out. Great. What if you don't want to work out? What if you do work out today? What <laughs> Are you still wearing <laughs> it? Yes, it's on my wrist right now. And do you find it helpful? I enjoy the analytics that it provides. Okay, great. And you send me screenshots of your evenings. And tell I us, do. Tell us how active you are. <laughs> um, okay. I was like, I had a date. Look. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. Will will send us screenshots of his nights when he has dates. It's so, and the whoop is quite interesting data. Okay. So um, someone asked, how do you feel like queer folks should have to come out to the world or just their circle? Do you, do you feel like queer folks should have to come out to the world or just their circle? I mean, queer folks don't have to come out at all if they don't want to. Like that's everyone's journey is different. And, you know, I'll scream that from the mountaintop. I think if you, when you do come out, it is a kind of a weight off your shoulders, even if it's just to one person. Right. Um, I don't think people need to come out publicly. Like, I've never said that I was gay to the world mm-hmm. on the internet, besides just being on the internet, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> but I've also been, I've been out longer than I was in. So right. at this point, if you don't know, what rock are you living under? Right. Um, but, um, and I think just as a follow-up, her question really was kind of tagged to, she asked how you felt about the response Alec received after coming out. So it was kind of like a part two. Um, so sorry, I didn't give like a lot of context, but I think she's kind of looking to, and you kind of already answered that, which is why I jumped to the second question, but like, does it need this grand gesture? And I think what you're saying is no, everyone has a different story. No, but I think what he did is, is helpful to the world. Yeah. Um, you know, I hope selfishly again, that, Outwad being around for the last almost decade has had helped facilitate him feeling accepted in his sport. Because when Outwad started, he was what? How old is he now? 25, 26? I don't mm-hmm. even know. He was like 16 when Outwad started. So, you know, making sure I'll pat myself on the back that we, you know, we've had over 5,000 people doing Outwad, over 250 gyms. Like, hopefully that's making some sort of impact on our sport on the ground level so that people can come out. And it's not a big thing to be gay. Like, you're seeing more and more gyms with a pride flag in small towns. And I think it's really important that the visibility is there. So what he did is really important for, you know, the, the young kid who wants to see CrossFit Mm -hmm. and, or wants to do CrossFit, but thinks it's not supportive. We had a a, a young athlete come to an event in uh, San Francisco last year and their dad brought them. They identify as non-binary. I think they're 12 or 13 now. He CrossFits at a different gym, but saw this event and wanted to bring his kids to show that there was a place where it is, it's cool. Like what, who you are is great. And you can be with a bunch of people who are just like you in a sport that you really like to do. So yeah, I think what he did was, was brave and strong and it is, it's helpful for sure. Can I just, I'm just going to read this whole thing because it's so lovely. Hi, Joy and Claire. I'm so excited that you're having Will on the show again. He's my favorite gay mayor of CrossFit. Here are some questions (laughs) I've come up with. Feel free to use as many 
or as little as you like. CrossFit recently said that everyone can compete in the gender division and that they identify in the gender division that they identify with. This is a great step forward for trans people that identify as a binary trans person, male or female. However, it still leaves out non-binary trans folks. What are your thoughts on how to include non-binary people into competition? in a way that will maintain the competitive nature and not cause the competitors to be misgendered? Mm, that's a great question. I'm going to, I'm going to add like an example because this yeah. writer did an example. So noodle on okay. that for a second. For example, for example, I writer am a trans non-binary person. I would not want to be in the women's division because I'm not a woman. Many would place me there because of the sex I was assigned at birth. But if I were in the men's division, I would be in over my head and not have fun competing. I think Mm. the listeners just, I'm assuming that everyone knows terms. Can we just do a quick, can we run through the definition? So people listening, if you don't know what all the terms mean. Mm, Absolutely. Okay, great. So let's start with, where should I begin? Binary. 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 Mm -hmm. So the binary for gender is male or female. Mm Mm-hmm. Binary, and then a trans person. A trans person um, is someone who identifies as a the gender or a gender or not even a gender because there are many. There's the, many. The gender. There's a the gender spectrum of yeah. Spectrum, yeah. yes. Uh, that is different from the sex assigned at birth. Correct. Okay. Yeah. And then non-binary. Correct. <laughs> I was like. Do I get to go for the $64,000 question now? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) Um, Who wants to be a millionaire? They need to bring that back. That was really Oh, that was such a great show. (laughs) Um, Non-binary. That is someone who does not identify uh, with either of the gender binary options. So non-binary usually will um, go by pronouns of they, them, Z, them. Okay. Uh, I think that's all that we had in this question, just so we mm. everybody knows what we're talking about. Just I'm, I just want to oh, make sure we're all good on the definitions. I think all the definitions are there. So what are your thoughts on the actual question? So in competition, it's really hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's something that we recognize at, at the foundation, like how to be more inclusive. Our focus is on the ground level at the gyms, not really in competition. That said... You know, there is no perfect answer for the question because of the way that sport is so binary. Like every sport you play. is Yeah, every sport is male, female. Yeah. Male team, female Um, team. Exactly. And you do have, you know, mixed teams. I'm watching the US Open, mixed doubles. And, but they also play against mixed doubles, but it's also super binary again, which is, you know, part of the question. I think, you know, I think if someone who is off the binary it, it is, it's going to be a steady uphill battle on figuring out how to compete in the, in CrossFit specifically. Weightlifting has figured it out. There is the, the London Weightlifting Club, European Weightlifting Society, one of the big things over across the pond. And they have a non-binary division. So it's an MX division. So they have male, female, and MX. And if you choose not to identify on the binary, you can identify or you can compete in the MX division and it's still all weightlifting. So it's by your weight class. So it's just your body weight. So they figured it out. I think the problem I have with anything like that is that that begins to other, that begins to other people in a way that I don't like to other people. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Other as a verb, not other as a. Right. Because it should, there shouldn't be male, female, other, like that's not cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So to answer, dear listener, who I don't know who you are, but thank you for your question. It isn't, it's something that we're still trying to figure out here at the foundation and how we can really make that happen um, in competition. Mm -hmm. In the gyms, it's way easier. It's like, why do we have leaderboards in the gym? There's no reason. Right. Like, (laughs) yeah, we just just, talked about that with Alyssa and she had, she covered a lot of the great points of how to just take steps in the gym. We covered this too at the don't be an asshole talk at the CrossFit games. And you guys did a great job of kind of listing the steps that gyms can do now to start making their gym a more inclusive space. Okay. So next question, same listener. What are some good ways to vet a a CrossFit box or a gym to find out if and how they're LGBTQ plus friendly? Is it too forward to ask if they like gay people? Oh, I don't think I can ask. Yeah. Just ask. (laughs) Like, Yeah. (laughs) And you I can like, usually tell by their website. Like. Yeah. Well, what actually, what would people, you know, what would be something where you look at it and you're like, mm, for you, Will, what do you see that you look at a website and you're like, ugh. Oh, God. Yeah. What is your, what do you experience? Like, I just want to hear it from your lens. So if I go to a website, mm-hmm. I look at the trainers or the coaches, like their bios. And if there's any mention of like a scripture, I usually shy away just as like a general rule not because i think they're anti-gay i just think that is an open door to a lot of things that are anti-gay sure so i'm not saying like all christians are anti-gay i'm just saying a lot of christians who put things like that in their profiles also put things like hashtag maga which i know will be a very anti what i'm looking for in a space but also if you take a look at the gym um pictures if there's a pride flag most a lot of gyms who are super queer friendly will have a pride flag because they know that is a, a signifier that this is a safe space mm-hmm. there's a gym in um minneapolis uh minneapolis yeah sulcana fitness and when you go to their website the pop-up that pops up is like hey welcome to our website we'd love to know more about you and it's like first name last name preferred p- pronouns so once you see that then you know oh this gym knows what's up yep so those are things that i kind of look for on a website it's really hard uh, we get a lot of people reaching out, um, asking us for gyms in their area or they're moving or they're they're traveling and not to worry children because we have at the end of the year, we're launching our affiliate map on outwad.com that will have all the gyms that have ever done an outwad, but also gyms who go through a certain criteria checklist um, that we are putting out to the community and we will have a whole list for people who want to know if there's a queer gym near, near them or a queer friendly gym. So oh, I love that you're doing that. So you're doing like a big map of all the locations around. That's great. That's great. So we'll have contact information and we're going to be highlighting them on our Instagram. Should be starting this week, I think. Highlighting the super inclusive gyms in our, you know, in our community. So Yeah. So I asked this question to Alyssa and I want to ask you as well. And there's communities and gyms that you and I know that it, this is like a big shift for them to kind of wrap their heads around taking steps to take down the leaderboard or don't name barbells, female barbells, male barbells. What do you feel like are some steps that kind of like get people a little more comfortable with that shift? Because I think the assumption is like, well, you know, everyone here is okay with it. So I, I'm just like throwing out kind of the, like mm-hmm. the, like the devil's advocate. I, you, yeah. know, you, you know, I certainly don't feel that way, <laughs> but I know that like it's out there. It sucks that it's out there, but Claire and I live in this bubble, this very liberal bubble in Denver, Colorado. And so like, we don't see that, but at the same time, like, well, my gym could definitely do better. And I know there's gyms around that could do a lot better. So what are, what's your response to that? Or kind of like just getting people to be a little more open-minded because we're not trying to like force feed, you guys have to change these things, but like, Hey, 
we're really trying to welcome everyone to the table here. Well, when I talk to gyms, I'm like, you got to, I speak to gyms on, on two levels, one, a money level and two on a community level. So the first thing is like, Hey, do you want more members? Cool. Be more inclusive because there are gay people out there. There are non-binary people out there. There are trans people out there and they want to do this sport. So if there are two, if there are two CrossFit gyms in your city, so Decatur, Alabama, I'll give you this example. There are two CrossFit gyms. One is super, super not friendly. It's like hands down, like a very, very, I won't say anti-gay, but like not open gym. So the owners of this other gym indicator were like, where are all the LGBTQ people going to work out? They don't know a lot there. They didn't, but they reached out and they're like, we want to be more inclusive because we want to include these people. And they lost a couple of members because they put a pride flag up. They hosted an outlawed. They did a big thing on Decatur, Alabama news. They lost a couple of members, but you know, what is it worth to you? It's like, do you want that member who's like, very anti everything in your space and like kind of spoiling your community or do you want them gone and bring in more people who are more accepting and more open and who want to build your community. Absolutely. So those are kind of the two levels that I work or I talk to gyms on, Mm -hmm. but you know, it starts with the coaches. I I mean, I was a CrossFit coach for a billion years and um, the owners of the CrossFit gym didn't know everyone in the gym, but I could tell you every single name of the 600 people that came to the door every day. So everything starts with the coaches. So if you just tell your coaches, hey, don't say men's and women's bar, say 45 and 35, that's it. Like that's just, you don't, I mean, that's a simple task. It's not telling them not to say men's and women's. Like, hey, we prefer to call these bars by their weight and that'll be it. And then the members just kind of start picking up on it. Yeah. So it's not like you're throwing the Bible at them. I mean, right? you're not like, yeah. Bible, you know? I don't think there's like, a lot to ask for just like not naming the bars. Like I totally agree right. with you and it still drives me crazy when I hear it. Leaderboards are a little different. There's a lot of community. I'm trying to think of the gyms that I've been in. So I ran brick for forever in, in New York. We didn't have leaderboards, but that's just because we didn't have a space for one. I'm sure we probably would have had one had we like thought about it. Um, the gym I go to now doesn't have a leaderboard. So I think that's like a lot of it's losing its glamour, you know, having those big things up that has like Karen and Fran and deadlift. I haven't seen one of those in a gym in a while, <laughs> actually. Um, so I think those are becoming more and more not the cool thing that kids want to do. Um, because I think a lot of CrossFit gyms are noticing that they are supporting a community of non-competitors. We're just all, you know, decent at working out. And once you create a competitive community um, in your gym, it it limits the community that you can build in my in my experience. Yeah. You never want to program anything or do something around a small group of your community. So like, oh, the competitive people at the gym. How many people is that? If you have a hundred members, it's probably 10, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So why build this whole thing around 10% of your community. Why is it such a big deal when 90% of the people don't give a shit? Oh, totally. So, I was thinking yeah. about that. And after I talked to Alyssa, I realized how many times, and no offense to my gym, I just know that this is just kind of like a culture or mentality again, which is why we should question it is there'll be workouts where it's like five muscle ups and they'll have like muscle ups in the gym or on, in the workout. And I'm like, no one in this gym, but maybe two people can do a muscle up. So why yeah. would you program that? Like, right. why would you? It's just, I get, that's kind of like how it's always been done, but I'm like, doesn't mean we need to keep doing it. Yeah. And in like the level one or whatever it is, or maybe in level two, they tell you like, you know, program, I think it's programs like the 80th percentile of your gym. Yeah. Yeah. And even within that though, yeah, the 80th percentile of skill within your gym. And, but you're right, even with that, I think in most gyms, like 80% of the, not 80%, 20% of the people or whatever, you know, like the 80th percentile, like they can't do 
muscle-ups. That's more like the 95th percentile in a lot of gyms, not in every single one. And I think like there's like when we were talking and I hate to keep referencing our um, conversation with Alyssa, maybe we just need to have you both together on the podcast. But um, we were talking about, you know, getting to the point where it doesn't like you physically can't even compare your performance to someone else in the gym because you're effectively doing different workouts based on your own skill and ability. And that like, if you're a scaled athlete or if you're someone who's gone through an injury or someone who, you know, for whatever reason, like this is the situation that I've been in for the last several years, like in between with being pregnant, that it gets to the point where paying attention to what other people are doing just like literally becomes a moot point because what I like the workout that I'm doing, yes, it's still the same stimulus and it's still the the same goal, but it just looks so different. Mm. And so at that point, like, you know, why does it even matter to have a leaderboard? Because the workout that I completed looks very different than, you know, in terms of weight and maybe even in terms of reps and potentially even in terms of the, the movement that I was doing. So, you know, the score that I get doesn't have any bearing on the score that you get. So like, why even bother writing it up there? I don't disagree with you. Yeah. I mean, there are some, so our gym also does a lot of workouts or programs, a lot of workouts that aren't, there's no weight prescribed. So like today was renegade rows, toes to bar and wall balls, but it was five, right? Five left, 15 toes to bar, 20 wall balls, no prescribed weights, but the goal was to do a weight that you could do, um, 20 wall balls unbroken. So whatever that means to you, 30, 20, 14, 10, six, nothing. Air squats. Air squats. Yeah. Beach ball. Um, beach ball. And then, you know, if toes to bar weren't your thing, knees or kipping swings, like whatever it was, and we still took a score, but it doesn't matter. Like, it's just kind of, I think what specifically what our gym uses the scoreboard for is a way to bring people back together. Cause the whiteboard has always been the community space in a lot of CrossFit gyms. Like everyone goes to the board to see the workout. Sure. You start at the board, the teacher t- or the instructor tells you like, here's what's going to happen today. Go away, do the warm up. come back. Let's talk totally. about it. It's like the focal point. point. So I think just having people come back to the board is just a way for them to bring them home to then send them out, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it's more of a, a ritualistic type thing than, uh, oh, we need to get your score. Because a lot of times I'll be like, smiley face, put it up there. So I'll put a smiley face by my score because I didn't you like it. You were present. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's really what I was like. Did you see me? Did I come work out? Did my whoop say I got a good workout? Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Your whoop said you got a good workout. Oh, I love it. Okay. I have more questions from EJ. By the way, this is EJ. I don't know if you you met EJ. This The whole questions is from EJ. <laughs> EJ wrote us the most amazing email probably about a month and a half ago. So I know it's okay to say who this is from. But okay. the next question was, who are some of your favorite queer LGBT people to follow on social media when you are on social media, Will? Oh, my goodness. Um, I follow Charlotte Clymer on Twitter because I love her. She is a trans woman who's very political, was um, in the army, I believe. And she's so sassy, especially when it relates to anything in politics. And I just follow her for the shade that comes from her feed all the time. What's her name again? uh, Charlotte Clymer. Okay. Like Clymer is in Clime? No, like C-L-Y-M-E-R. Okay. Oh, there we go. C-L-Y-M-E-R. Great. Yeah. She may not be for everyone, but fucking love her mm-hmm. um on instagram when i was on instagram i love it's jordan miller bitch mm-hmm. he's uh he runs a blog called breathing heavy which started and still is a britney spears fan girl blog but it's gotten more into the fitness side too because you know britney spears breathes heavy in her songs. oh yeah um 
yeah. Uh-huh. I'm a slave for you. <laughs> then he's mm-hmm. like, and so then good. he's like turned it into fitness, and I, I think it's genius. Uh, he lives in Vegas and is adorable. Uh, so definitely love anything that he puts out there. I'm the worst when it comes to following. Like I don't follow celebrities, quote unquote. Um, Except for Taylor Swift. That's because she she has like a picture on my wall. Like okay, so okay, can I ask you a question about that? Because we were talking about Alec coming out, and then all of these brands coming out to support him. That kind of came out of the woodwork. I know this is a like an adjacent comparison, but I saw criticism of Taylor's gay anthem, quote unquote gay anthem. I don't know if that's what everyone would call it, but there was like some critis- criticism of her writing it when there's plenty of LGBTQ plus artists out there that have written anthems and music about support for the LGBTQ plus community. What do you think about that? I have a gift for this. Okay. And it is a Taylor Swift gift. Of um, course. <laughs> I will text it to you. On a unicorn. Okay, great. Um, but we, the LGBTQ community, and please, if anyone has a problem with this, you can come for me. I will respond. We are nothing without our allies. And to say that we can do everything on our own is, like, not sane. The visibility that Taylor Swift has, yes, cool, she's not queer. Who cares? She hired a bevy of queer people to do that video. That video was amazing, yeah. It's amazing. So great. And it was all, like, people just need to calm down is really what I'll just really finish do. that okay. thought. <laughs> well put. Well, well put. put. Okay. Don't call great. it, like, if you don't want it to be a gay anthem, don't let it be a gay anthem. But, but like, yeah. Carly Rae Jepsen puts out music that's super gay. Madonna, yeah. not gay, still yeah. has all these anthems. Kylie Minogue, my queen, you know, great. Yeah. I'm not coming for them, but they perform in gay clubs. Yeah. So, like, and uh, Ariana Grande. Like, I just, like, why pick on Taylor? Leave sure. Taylor alone. Leave make a video? her alone. Yeah. Leave Britney alone. It's like the new thing. Carly Rae Jepsen's recent album was phenomenal, uh, by the way. Bomb love. So good. Okay. Last question, and then we need to wrap up, I think, except I have, uh, we'll see. Okay. Uh, last question from EJ. It says, I've noticed on your Instagram that you have an amazing mustache. Where may a trans boy like myself find one? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Keep on that tea. (laughs) (laughs) It will come. Have faith. It took me 33 years to get this stash. So get to 33 years and we'll talk. (laughs) Great. Okay. Oh, look on your questions. What questions did you have on yours that you wanted to answer one of them? (laughs) Who is your professional CrossFit athlete crush and why? So. You heard it here first. My, I think my biggest crush is con porter and why uh one he's australian so his accent two he's australian and his accent and then like 3a is he's australian and his accent and then 3b is have you seen him on instagram like hello no con- how do you spell his name it's gonna like need to look this up right now on instagram it's i am con porter i am like you would say it and then k-a-h-n porter k-a-h-n k-h-a-n correct <laughs> I don't know my bae's Instagram. It's hard. Jeez. Con he has got a nice Porter. man bun, too. He really does. Yes. Yeah. That can be reason 3C. There we go. And I love the fact yeah. that Instagram crushes, like, they can just be as, like, superficial as you want them to be. For Exactly. And <laughs> he doesn't follow me. We've never talked. I just, you know, I don't even think I follow him. I'll just, like, pull it up. But he also works with Wad Out, which is the LGBTQ uh, nonprofit inspired by Outwad in 
Sydney. So he's super good friends with the fellows who run that. And so he's an ally and amazing and so cute. Oh, I love it. Okay. Any other questions you wanted to answer? There's one about when we're coming to Oakland and I think we're going to Berkeley in November. So if you're waiting for that, just drive over. You post all of your events and happenings on your website, right? Yeah. Carly does. There's there's like a, a highlight thing. Great. On thing, and it has all the events. Tacos or pizza? Definitely pizza. Um, what? What? You're from Texas. You're from Austin, like taco capital. <laughs> I'm also vegetarian. Ve- oh, that's true. Suck. Vegetarian mm-hmm. pizza, though. Get in my belly. Can you tell us your little um, vegetarian story? Like, what made you become a vegetarian? Um, if there's yeah, a sure. story, or if you're just one day <laughs> like, mm, I don't want to do it. I've been thinking about it for a while, but. I got dumped on the week of Thanksgiving two years ago. And I was like, well, this is a life change. So let's just do it all at once. So I had my last turkey on the Thanksgiving of 2000. And so you basically broke up with turkey when you got broken up with. Broke up with meat. Right. I need mean, yeah. to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you got dumped and then you were like, screw meat. I'm just going to do this right now. Thanksgiving sucks. And I've been single ever since. So, uh, I'm just going to say, <laughs> maybe if you started eating meat again, I feel like there's like a real obvious innuendo there. <laughs> maybe, maybe you need to un, maybe you need to un give up on meat. I don't disagree. <laughs> it just feels like the poetic justice is too Super. obvious to overlook. Yeah. We're going to just take a right turn. Where can our listeners find you and everything Outwad so they can get up to speed with events? Uh, and really, if gyms want to kind of, I encourage listeners to send this to their gyms um, because I'm not going to assume that like gym owners, all the gym owners listen to us. So if you are going to a CrossFit gym, send some of this info to uh, your gym owners and be like, look, or send this episode to your gym owners. Yeah. But tell everyone where they can find you and more information about Outwad. Yeah, so if you go to iamout.org, it has all of our things there for the foundation. Also, Outwad um, is on there. Um, if you go to outwad.com, it'll take you directly to the Outwad page. Some fancy backend human made all that magic happen um, on the internet. So that's great. Uh, Outwad is O U T W O D on Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, the Out Foundation um, is our foundation official collective of all the things we do so that is uh, at the out fdn on instagram and twitter i can be found on twitter william lanier and on instagram coming back soon true blue will uh the gayest as a tribute to madge i love it i'll never forget that that you're like i did i was like wow you actually named your instagram handle after Madonna's True Blue album. And I think after that first interview you and I did, we like, you texted me a photo of the album. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have that same cassette. Or wait, was it a cassette no, or was the album? I have the cassette. I have the cassette too. It's somewhere yeah. in this house. But I was like, I cannot <laughs> believe you have the cassette as well. It's so great. Oh, yeah. one last thing. Gyms can do, can host Outwad events, right? Yeah. So How- if anyone wants to host yeah. one, they can go to um, iamout.org slash host. There's a form fill it out. We'll get you all the information. If you're a listener and you don't own a gym, but you want your gym to host, email us anyway and say, how do I do this? And we will like walk you step by step of getting your gym involved. Um, Cause we definitely, we do these all the time everywhere. We've done 150 this year. Yeah. So 
please reach out. We definitely want this. The The way that we were able to do all of our work is from people coming to Outlaws. So we just on-ramped 16 new athletes into our out athlete program. So they're starting to get all of their fun stuff going. Their gym what does that mean? They're, what are they doing? Oh, for oh, your, so we, like the, the foundation. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So the out athlete program, um, we now have, I think, 25 athletes who – um, we facilitate a gym membership for them, workout shoes, workout apparel, food from Kettlebell Kitchen, and we have an on-staff uh, nutritionist and goal coach who works with them weekly to make sure that they're fully successful in their gym journey. So without people coming to Outwads to celebrate the the cool stuff that we do, we would not be able to the do foundation. the foundation. Cool right, so, right, right. I yeah. love it. Okay, so it's all so, just this lovely, lovely circle of love. And okay, so really quick too, what when people when you say an outwad event, what does that look like for gyms? Just so people know what to expect when they reach out to you. Like, what does an yeah, event look like? An event is uh, it's a workout. It's you come in. You're going to probably be at the gym for ninety minutes, maybe a couple of hours. We encourage gyms to have raffles, to do audience workouts, to have a live auction, to do all sorts of really cool stuff around a workout. So you may come in, mix and mingle, have some coffee from the coffee vendor, warm up, do your workout, hang out. There's a party. There's a burpee off with all the kids. There's a, a coach challenge that, you know, you vote for who's going to be, who's going to get the most muscle ups in a minute. And you want to see your like favorite coach beat everyone or your most hated coach lose. And it's so fun. So it's 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 like a big gay fitness festival is what it is. And it's all around fundraising for the Out Foundation. And that's so amazing. I've seen so many photos of it, too. And it looks like such a blast. And people can dress oh, up. Wow. And there's like all sorts of fun stuff going on. Oh, this is fun, Will. I love that we did this again. Uh, yeah. I feel like we just could have you on over and over again. And we should definitely do an episode with Alyssa because you guys just be powerhouse. All right, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to the Girls Gone Wild podcast. Thank you for supporting us and will stay on the line. Don't hang up. Listeners, you can support us by going to girlsgonewildpodcast.com. Click on the support link. You can find all of our sponsors there to support Joy and Claire. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye.